Burgess. And I am Stephanie Fitzpatrick, aka the Advantage Coach. And because of last week, I have no idea <laughs> what episode. 68? 68? 67. 68, six, six, 68, I think. Is it? But okay. I don't, I don't know. See, let me be quiet. I don't know. No, no, you nah, you might be right. I'm, no, no, I have no idea. You, look, so you know I got to check now because we, oh, we have been getting it right so much. That, oh, my God. Well, then you should definitely not be paying <laughs> me any attention if you, you've been getting it right because I definitely don't keep up with it. I just remember, I don't know why I thought you said 67 last week. I don't know. Okay. I didn't mean to do that. But, right, oh, so this hey, is, y'all. <laughs> that's us. Uh-huh. Uh, this is episode 66. Uh-uh. Yeah. What? L- last week. And this time June in the third, What's the June time? June 3rd was episode 65. Listen, this time in the house. Uh-huh. It's like Twilight time, Zone. Time has no, I have no concept <laughs> of that anymore. I, I literally have to wake up and be like, now what's today? Yeah. Only reason I know is because of my job. Like, that's the oh, only right. reason I know uh-huh. what day it is. It's because I know I work yeah, different I different shifts and different. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, wait, and then I have patience, so I'm like, wait, today is so. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> the the fact that it's June 10th, right? Uh, right. I think March 11th or maybe before then was when we actually shut down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we are almost three months. Yeah. Away from that. Um, it's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Usually when you aren't doing a whole lot, and I'm speaking more so about myself because <laughs> you've still been really like working and stuff. Yeah. Usually when you're not doing a whole lot, the time moves slow. Yeah. This three months seems like it kind of whizzed right past. I mean, even working, like I really was literally just the other day I said, why is it that when I have to like physically go into a clinic, or go to a work site. It seems like the day is taking forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't even work full eight hours a day. I'm just saying, whatever time it is, it just seems like it's, but now that we've been, it seems like, I mean, it's already five, you know what I'm like, like, wait. Right. <laughs> like, where did time go? <laughs> what happened? It's so crazy, but that is literally, yeah. it's like we on a hill. <laughs> this yeah. is just the momentum, this is physics. The momentum, we just <laughs> like. Picking up speed. Snowballing us down the hill. Yes. I'm like, what's yeah. happening right now? Yeah. Literally. I was like, because I thought about it. I've been here nine months as of last week. Wow. And I've been home. It has been six months since mm-hmm. I've been back to Atlanta. Wow. That's right. You came back for Christmas. Yep. Man. It has been six months since I've been back to Atlanta. Yeah, that time, that time really, like... Flying by. Like, wait, what? (laughs) I feel like it was just yesterday you moved up there to Charlotte. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Forgive me, y'all. Don't pay me any attention. I don't know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> Forgive me too, but Lord, okay. I said 67. <laughs> okay. Like, right. oh, we Let's just jumped know. over. Just jumped over. Right. Right. I don't know why, but okay. Sure. Well, all right. Okay. We are back to our scheduled format. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Last week, you know, it was very important for us to speak about Absolutely. how we felt, you know, um, what was speak about what's going on in society. Um, speak about social justice um, from the lens of sports and athletics. Yeah. Um, and while these things are still, you know, prevalent at the moment, um, you know, uh, we're going to go back to the original format, but mm -hmm. we will still, you know what I'm saying, uh, um, speak about how we feel about these things that, um, intersect between social justice and sports. Absolutely. That's a great segue into our <laughs> who's really right. Because yeah. if you didn't see it, um, Roger Goodell came out um, and made a statement apologizing and saying that they were wrong with trying to stifle protesters um, back in 2016 when mm -hmm. Colin Ka Kaepernick um, did a peaceful protest, right? A peaceful <laughs> protest of kneeling um, during the national anthem. Mm -hmm. So they apologized to everyone except Colin Kaepernick, obviously. right? Um, and we right. talked about that. We we talked about how you know that that potentially was a thing that they did because of the lawsuit mm -hmm. and the collusion and saying his name may allude to the fact that they. Uh, they, did what he said he did. Yeah. Which we are we already know, but you know, in the court of law, you know. Of course. Yeah. Whatever. Um, right. Mm -hmm. But so in thinking of that, um, our who's really right for this week is what can the NFL do to affect um the systemic racism and institutional racism that we've seen. Um, and quite frankly, every institution in America. Oh, yeah. It's every system. Yeah. It's literally every system in America yeah. that is it, the foundation. Uh, did, um, uh, did you watch the uh, Oprah um, special last night? I did. Oh, it was so it was good. good. It was good. It's part two tonight. Okay. I wonder if they, oh. if they got part one online. Well, um, if doesn't Hulu have own stuff? Mm -hmm. It's it was on all the Discovery networks last night. Uh, okay. so, so own is a part be, of it. Yeah, yeah, it may be on Hulu, yeah. or somebody may have you know people. Uh, oh yeah, we bootlegs and stuff. Yeah, bootlegs uh -huh. and stuff and throw it on uh -huh. YouTube. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, it was really good. <laughs> um, but I say that because um, in their discussion, kind of the the uh, theme, so to speak, mm -hmm. was um, bringing it back to not letting this moment, which is historic, mm -hmm. with the, the amount of people who have protested around the world, right. um, the level of um, intrigue and empathy that we are receiving right now, mm -hmm. um, to not let this moment pass just based on police brutality right 
but this is a systemic across the board system foundational not good strong foundation basically mm-hmm. um that that needs to be addressed across the board and so i was proud that that's the, kind of the way that they addressed it so yeah. um and us talking about this from the, from the nfl's position um while i believe that people picked out police brutality out of what Colin Kaepernick was protesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like ultimately he was already in this space. Yeah. Of it's systemic. It's not mm-hmm. just about, you know what I mean? Like right. it's healthcare, it's, it's finances. I mean, it's the education. stat that the, the lady gave last night was, um, she said, th- recently a study came out that said that African-Americans wealth, the wealth gap for African-Americans has not moved a bit in 70 years. Mm. Yeah. She said it would take 11, 11 African-American families to make up what one white family. Wow. Yeah. Those numbers like that are staggering. Yeah. And it's almost like I don't know why I get into these arguments on YouTube and on Twitter. Um, just with people who are woefully ignorant mm-hmm. and would attribute numbers like that to the fact to us not working hard or us, you know what I'm saying? All those prejudices. That yeah, and that's not it. Continue to, you know, yeah, um, reinforce. That make you feel better about what's happening. Right. Essentially, that's all it is. You're just right. trying to find a way to make yourself feel better about what's happening. Right. But anyway, I digress. We yeah. were talking about the <laughs> NFL. Yes. I just brought that up to say that when we're having this discussion about what the NFL can do to affect racism, um, it's not just from a police brutality um standpoint oh yeah no absolutely yeah i i I think it it can be and one of my ideas you know it can be in every arena you -hmm. know education um Mm -hmm. public safety Mm -hmm. policing included in that yeah um the wage gap right i think that well let me, I'm sorry, ladies first. That's okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I love it. I was like, I'm going to just let him go ahead and get it out. <laughs> I love it. But I feel like the NFL is this big, powerful machine. And while they have been reluctant to do it in the past, the iron's hot right now. And I think that the NFL can do things like um, if we are in the city or if the NFL is located in the city where um, in the city of a state where there are laws that we see that are unjust or if um, we see that, um, and this just isn't just about policing, but if we see that um, convictions are weighing heavily towards you know one race um, for the same types of crimes and like 
like I, I think I saw a stat out there. Um, well, no, this one was just one singular uh, thing where one person. Two people did the same about. crime. One person received a couple of months. The other person received twenty-three years, and you had to guess what yeah. race each of them. Oh, were. I didn't have to guess. They showed yeah. both of their pictures in the one I saw. Oh, did they? Yes. Oh, it was so, probably I, the same thing. Arm it probably, yeah, it probably was the same armed robbery. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the pictures were blacked out. On oh the no, they were blacked out on mine. And then when you when you flipped over it to see the answer. After yeah. you had the guess, you could tell that yeah. the white man received right uh, like two years, time. and the yeah, and the black yeah. guy got twenty six years. Or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, um, but to see on the same day with the same judge, the same, the same judge day. on the same day. Yeah, yeah, and so to see stuff like that, we we see like that's plain. You can yeah. see that that's measurable, yeah. and yeah. so if there are states who are operating like this, because that's clearly racism. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the NFL should use their muscle Mm -hmm. to move themselves from that state because ultimately it affects how much money some of these states are bringing in. The NFL is a big machine that's printing money. And these states and these cities benefit from the NFL having teams Absolutely, absolutely. And so that's what the NFL can do. And to me, honestly, that there is the bare minimum. Because we see that you guys <laughs> yeah. like moving franchises to different cities. Oh, yeah, no big deal now. So, like, we've seen it happen too often in the last 10 years. Like, yeah, exactly. it's not a big deal. So, so, so you all can do yeah. it. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's one of the ways that I feel like the NFL can affect change using okay. their power. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, that's it. Yeah. All right. That's so, so for me, um, mine is a little bit more. Um, I think player, like you're more on mm-hmm. the. This is yours is more of the the NFL as an organization, right? And mine is more of a geared towards the players having a a the power kind of thing. Um. And so what I propose is um, that like the NBA or um, now other, other um, professional sports mm-hmm. are doing is that the NFL creates some sort of um, player, player driven, not necessarily, well, I'll get to that point, player driven mm-hmm. um, coalition or mm-hmm. group organization that um kind of takes on the uh, takes on the the role of being a a voice mm. so to speak um for the african americans who are a part of the league as well as social issues that are in their communities mm. um one of the, so with that coalition um, one of the things I think is because the coaches meeting is sometime this week, if I'm not mistaken, or next okay. week, it's coming up soon. Yeah. Um, but but one of the topics they said, one of the big things for the coaches meeting is, um, which has been a topic for years. So I don't, nothing's changing. 
I guess mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying that they need to do something different. It's about having more men of color or people of color on the in these roles as head coaches or mm-hmm. administration on, for these NFL teams. Right. And um, so what one of the things that this group could do is kind of be um, a, have representation on that as a panelist as a part of those interview processes in order to give those, you know what I mean? To have it because nine times out of 10, if it's an, if it's an NFL team, the people who are interviewing are all white. Mm-hmm. And so in order to ensure that there is some diversity there in, in the decision-making side of it, not just mm-hmm. in the doing of it, but the decision side of it is to bring in, some somebody even if the nfl players just um picked people you know what i mean they nominated people not necessarily players but picked uh people that they felt were worthy to be on the uh on the panel for them to represent them make sure that there's a representation there um and then the other component of that is um which kind of leads to what we're going to talk about later is um, having um, some some sort of community component to this group mm-hmm. where they are visible, not just from a we the athletes coming to you, but like visible in legislation and policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like making sure that those things, because like even with your idea of moving the team, I was thinking, what if they didn't move the team? What if one of the steps before it was like, that would be a last resort to me, like a mm-hmm. move the team thing. But before that, if this, if this group was in place, then they could um, go, go to try to help in the community to make the changes from a, from a legislative or a positive okay. policy. policy you know what I mean? Because you leaving the city is hurting the city, but the people who are ultimately going to be hurt are the people who need you. True. You know what I yeah. mean? A lot of times the people who are working those jobs in the stadiums are African-American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you take the, the whole, the whole team away and you've taken away something that supplies jobs to a lot of people who, mm-hmm. who would need them. So how do we how do we affect change that's permanent for where we are? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like how do how, that that would be my thing. How do you affect change it, like where you are? True. Um. Now I think my so there would have to be some sort of like a timeline. Like yeah, you like got to fix this or we got to go. Be, right. Yeah, that yeah. we're just leaving, but, right? Um, but I, I think both of those things will work well together. Mm-hmm. Like you have players, and not just the players, because I feel like the owners bear some responsibility, and their voices are the most powerful. But um, they all lobby Congress, or well, not just Congress, but also their state legislators to, mm-hmm. you know, affect laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if the states don't want to comply, then, then that's when we talk about yeah, we dipping up and leaving. We dipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think together those go 
those would go well. Yeah. I just want to put the, really for me, the NFL is what? I'm, I don't even remember the crazy the astronomical number of percentage of, is it 80, 85% African-American? Uh, African-American, yeah. Yeah, somewhere around there. I want to put. They said seventy, our, but I believe it's high. High. It's eighty. Yeah. Um, I want to put power back in their hands. Yeah. I want power in their hands, even if you're mm-hmm. not the one doing it. If you make the decisions about who gets to do it, you yeah. know what I mean. Like those are the things that I'm talking about. Like giving them, giving the players, um, more autonomy to to truly. Um, even policies and within the NFL. Let's just take the mm-hmm. protest thing. Y'all, you, Roger Goodell got on there and he apologized and he said they were sorry for you know their whatever they did about peaceful protests. But you mm-hmm. never said so. It's okay for you to kneel now. Yeah. Um. And so, to me if the NFL season starts and they start kneeling and this becomes a problem again, what we saw in 2016 with 17, 16 or 17 with Colin Kaepernick, uh-huh, 16. Um, 2016 with Colin Kaepernick, they have no power. Yeah. You see the, it's, it's the shut up and dribble. Mm-hmm. It was the shut up and dribble to me. And yeah. so, giving them an organized way to have power mm-hmm. is important yeah. when you're when you're talking about some an organization that 80% of the people who make it go are african american yeah yeah well they need their power back here i guess what probably needs to happen needs to happen internally and that's for yeah the NFL to make sure that and it can be a timeline thing for this too but you need to have some black owners and not just one uh, yeah. some yeah. some because or even if you di- if you diverse like if you make it where you know well we know that the uh, Williams sisters are part owner in uh, the, the Dolphins. Dolphins yeah even if you if you started out by offering it like that. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. every, if that's a, if you made that a, every team has to give, um, have, it doesn't even, I don't even want to say, diversify. Yeah. That you've got to have a certain percentage of every team that's owned by somebody of color. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I love that I, I, I was really hyped when, the rumors were going around that uh, Diddy was going to buy Carolina Panthers. Mm. Um, and I was very sad that that didn't materialize. Mm. But um, I think because there are minority, like there are black minority owners in a bunch of sports, mm-hmm. like I think this has to be a person of color as a majority owner of one of these mm-hmm. teams. I believe that could happen though. The the large percentage mm-hmm. 
in the team and that their voice matters. Yeah. You know. I don't care if it – I guess when I said it, I wasn't meaning to, like, give every – make sure every team gives a crumb to somebody of color. That's not what yeah. I mean. No, no. Like, I, if you're somebody who can afford to pay for a majority of this, right? then by all means you should be allowed. Yeah. So, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I, I, because the good old boy network is set up to keep that from happening. Exactly. Why you got to get everybody's approval for somebody that that doesn't make sense to me. If I got the money and I come to you and you and I come to an agreement and I buy this from you, that's a, that's a business transaction that has nothing to, why do you, I don't, we don't never have to like each other Mm -hmm. in the corporate world. That's not how it goes. Right. It doesn't. Right. So it's a good old boy network to make sure that does not happen. Mm -hmm. And that's what needs to be cracked that's what needs to be cracked. And so if it has to be policy put in place that says that a percent that if a person can afford it, you give it to mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Yeah. Period. I know I'm still trying to figure out why we gotta have a meeting about who gets to be what. I don't understand. Right. I mean, we know that we know what that's about. Yeah, but I'm saying now's the time for that to be addressed right. within the NFL. Yeah. That's their own systemic issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I guess it would be more reasonable for them to fix systemically, you know, what's going on internally before they can attempt to affect change without. Absolutely. Um, because I believe that if they don't fix it internally first, anything that comes from them will just be lip service. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and, and to a, and again, as the NFL as a whole organization, because Roger Goodell is the face of the NFL, mm-hmm. of the organization. Right. So as, as a white man, if you say my organization is going to support, you know, whatever initiatives are going on or policy changes or blah, 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 mm-hmm. it seems hypocritical for you to say that when within your own organization you're not diversified you haven't made those so absolutely they need to deal with it from within first yeah absolutely yeah real talk yep so give these men some power yeah and y'all listen to them and let let them let now's the time for you to turn your ear to them like they're your resource exactly at this moment they're your resource Mm mm-hmm in order to fix this, go to them. You got a, a small group when, when you think about it in terms of what's the whole America, the whole country versus mm-hmm. your in just the NFL. You've got a small group of black men who you can turn to and say, how do we fix our stuff? Right. What, what do you think we should do to fix our stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Well, this while this was Speaking who's really right, <laughs> this was a who's really right. Um, mm-hmm. It's not no. our typical who's really right from a standpoint Mm-mm. of um, this ain't even anything y'all got to vote on. Anything that the, the NFL Just, can do yeah. to affect racism. If you got ideas. <laughs> and if y'all want to pay us for our ideas, then we can show y'all how to implement this. Woo, come NFL, on come now. On. Come, Come on with on. a check. Come on. And we ready. <laughs> ready right now. Right now. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, let's move on to to oh, what, what number is he? Cheeto. 45? I don't care. Cheeto. Yeah, him. <laughs> that look that <laughs> that. Yep, that. Uh, let's move on to <clears throat> the president. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not my president, so I can't try, call him. Yeah. Trying to bait Roger Goodell. Um, and into a discourse about kneeling or protesting uh, during the anthem this upcoming NFL season. At this point, it's like I, I really nothing surprises me anymore. Um, and we 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 talked about it last week. Um, with Greg Popovich's comments, <laughs> this guy's just not a leader. Like even George W. Bush, when the country was in turmoil, had the wherewithal mm-hmm. to try to bring everyone together. Yeah, President Obama did too. I yeah. mean, he was being the level of disrespect he received right from politicians who were essentially he was their boss right but he still made every attempt to try to bring it all together and and i only use george w bush because like we remember the kanye quote george bush hates black people yeah you know and even if that were true right and maybe it is, maybe it's not, I don't know. Um, I don't believe I'm, it. Him and Michelle Obama, too good of friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At this point, Trump's so bad. You look back on George uh, W. Bush. I take like, him in a, like, oh, you were George good Bush president. George Bush wasn't all that bad. <laughs> president, like, really. Real talk, seriously. Man. And so, it's the, the fact that he can't say anything unifying is just... Well, it's so mind numbing. I, I like we gotta go. Everybody, I hope everybody got that by now. Yeah. And but that is the problem. That is that is what's going on right now. Um, I believe it was a part of Greg Popovich's statement. Um, he is his his Cheeto. His um his um rhetoric. No, it's fine. His rhetoric and his his attempts right now are to um, amp up that core group that just will not let it go with him. They yeah. just holding on, supporting him with dear life. Yeah. Um, and so he wants to ramp them up. And so saying things like what he said to Roger Goodell is a part of that you know that that's his whole goal and let's be clear um anything that he can ever do to divert from the fact that he is not <laughs> leading this country not really um you know i know it it's unfortunate but i know it was a sigh of relief for him when george floyd died because it took everybody's eye off his lack of ability to lead us through COVID. Yeah. 
Um, and so now it's only, well, only, you know, the most liberal whites and, and black people are, are mad at me now because mm-hmm. of this. You know what I mean? Like, that's why you think it's okay to make statements like you did um, the other day, uh, that he would be smiling down uh, about what's happening for people with jobs. Sir, did you just try to... So this can't be real. Um, like it just... Oh my gosh, I'm I'm so embarrassed to be an American at times. Yeah. I promise you. But um, yeah, he um he's this was just another one of his. This is what he's done for five years now. <laughs> he's used um used what's going on to try to rally his base, uh, incite incite mm-hmm. people, and so that's that's what this was. I mean. Otherwise, you just wouldn't be smart. Like you just need to be quiet. If mm-hmm. if you don't, you know what I mean. Just shut up. Um, if you're not gonna say anything that makes sense yeah. in regards to what's going on right now, um, because I feel like this. Roger Goodell, I appreciate what he said. I do. I'm not dismissing it. Mm-hmm. I want. I wanted more. Yeah. I wanted more, but I'm not gonna just say because I wanted him to say more or do more that what he did wasn't wasn't good. It wasn't good. It was good. Right. It was yeah. a start. It was a start. Well, especially when you consider that, like usually, because he's he's the mouthpiece for the owners. He didn't get any owner backing for making these statements. Oh no! Because this was something he came said out nothing. and made. Yeah. They, I just read an article about Jerry. talking about him. Yeah, boy, he said, mouth been mm-hmm. shut. Like, why are you so quiet? You worried about your boy, Cheeto? Mm-hmm. If you say something, because if you come out, you're going to have to, now you got to pick a side. Exactly. <laughs> and he's not so, going to. Yeah, he don't want to pick against Cheeto. So mm-hmm. I guess he just going to just be quiet, I guess. And it's all good. Because of the amount of emotion you know, that this is fueling. If he come out on the side of Trump, which is probably why he doesn't say anything, come out on the side of the Trump, on the side of Trump, he may uh, alienate 80% of his team. Uh, Yeah, he would. Oh, I'm sure. You know, and it's unfortunate that I guess it was a couple of years ago. Not It wasn't last year. I think it was the year before last that that came out and kind of echoed his sentiment on kneeling, mm. um, which, you know, I feel like black quarterbacks is a tight fraternity and felt like the other quarterbacks in the league should have been, even if they didn't agree totally, should have been lockstep with, with cabinet yeah. on right. the issue. Um, but he chose, he chose his boss and, you know, hmm. I guess that's understandable. Probably doesn't feel so good about it now that uh, his boss ain't treating him the best. But that's that's well. for another pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Oh, well. Um, I, I I just think that we we need to all collectively ignore Trump. <laughs> collectively, 
Because he's only oh. going to say things more and more ridiculous. It's only going to make us more Exactly. More it just fuels his fire when people get all upset and riled up. That's what he looks mm-hmm. for. It's, he's an insider. He's yeah. an instigator. And he loves to get people going about things so that he can then talk about them or right. berate them or like, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Either way, I'm... Um, I'm glad that Roger Goodell hasn't even, I don't believe I've seen anything where he's even responded to him. Like, what is the point? Mm. Like, dude, clearly, <laughs> yeah. we, we're not going to see eye to eye on this mm. one. Yeah. And just, so Trump is desperate because what was that? Yesterday I saw he's 12 points down to um, Biden right now. See, it went up again. It was 12 mm-hmm. yesterday. I, I looked at yeah. it today. He's 14 mm-hmm. points down. Uh-huh. So he's desperate. Yeah. And he's grasping at straws because unless there's something drastic that changes in the next couple of months, a 14%, like even if it doesn't show like that at the polls, a double-digit lead going into the polls almost ensures victory. I mean, but now this is what we had last time. Well, no, I looked it up today. Hillary was never up double digits. She wasn't. I thought uh-uh. she was at least 10. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I think the most she ever made it, I believe, was like eight or something like that. Okay. And All right. Well, come on, Joe. Yeah. Let's make it about 30 or 40 and right. really get this same topic. Okay. <laughs> and we ain't got to worry about it. <laughs> we ain't got to worry. No, that don't mean, no, y'all go out and vote. We oh, no, 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 no. No, okay. No. I'm sorry. I'm, I, yeah. I mean, we ain't got to worry about it in the sense of, if everybody yeah. does their thing, at the yes, go vote. And yes, you ain't got to worry about the Cheeto no more. Right. <laughs> Gotta just listen. You just understand. Like I don't. I think I'm gonna throw a party. Yeah. <laughs> that happen, I, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm saying that right now. I don't know where I'll be living because yeah. I'm. I don't know that it'll be here in this apartment. But I'm throwing a party. Oh yeah. Mhm. Yeah. It, it needs to be. Yeah, somewhere. it's a party that day. It's uh-huh. a party. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Man. I gotta look it up. When is November eighth? November seventh is the day we vote, right? Yeah. So November eighth is the day of the party. I don't know what day that's on, but we having a party. <laughs> it 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 might be at midnight. <laughs> November eighth at twelve oh one a.m. We will be partying. I vividly remember you talking about that. Made me like remember how um, election night in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. I was living in a. Uh, um, I was living in an apartment building in Silver Spring, and mm-hmm. we had some other friends who were one of my former teammates who lived in the same apartment complex, but just in a different building. Mm-hmm. We had like a, a, a election night watch party, mm-hmm. and I just vividly remember hearing the sweet sounds of Young Jeezy after it announced that <laughs> my Lambo's blue. <laughs> Oh man, like, and we oh, partied so hard. Oh my goodness. And I believe all of us had to go to work the next morning, but we oh, partied so hard. Hey, listen. At night. I'm telling you, I, I believe collectively there will be a party Yeah. going on collectively. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It'll be just like when Obama won, yeah. became president again. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. <laughs> it will. It will. I ain't even. I, there's no doubt in my mind about that. It will be like that. Yeah. <sighs> so right. let's uh, right. let's move on to um, the NHL. 
Yeah. And is it me or does it seem like every league except the NFL just seems to get it right? Now you told me about this one, the uh, NHL. Yeah. yeah. Um, created diversity coalition. A diversity yeah. coalition. So smart. Gee, yeah. they got all the two. <laughs> they got all the two or three players. <laughs> now the league who got the majority of their players black yeah. can't figure out how to have a diversity yeah. coalition, but yeah. Yeah. The NHL, which has about uh-huh. three full black players. <laughs> yeah. One percent. Yeah. Could figure mm-hmm. this out. Mm-hmm. Evander Kane, who we talked about last week. Yes. And I can't, why can't I think of the gentleman, the, uh, the other, oh gosh, what's his name? It was the two of them that um, kind of broached this with the NHL. And, and I'm, happy that the NHL just embraced it and said, yes, let's go with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. yes, let's go with it. I appreciate that. Like, you don't even have to <laughs> if yeah. you don't want to because your league is more like the world right? in terms of the makeup. Yeah. So you don't have to listen if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate that they did. Yes, and I'm did. sure that, that, that there were I think this is funny. We can look at what what's happening with the NHL as a almost a model for yeah. what we need to do as a as a country right now. Yeah. Because I'm sure that if we delved into it and we read more or we were given privy to more of the information, yes, it was two two African American players who brought this brought this idea up, but I'm positive mm-hmm. that they had to have some of their white uh, teammates and peers to back this in order to get get it all the way to where it is that it is an actual thing now. Mm -hmm. And so as a a society, as a whole, as a world, as a country right now, I think that is the key. Like, we we can't do this by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We need need other people. Yeah. To step up and and come aboard, so I thought that was really um, I thought it was really cool. Um, and like you said, not not only like why is it that everybody else can get it, but not the NFL? But luckily for the NFL, <laughs> there's the the Players Coalition, which yes. was actually Sorry. formed <laughs> by the NBA. Uh huh. <laughs> um that was formed by the NBA mm-hmm. um, is an opportunity for um, players from all sports right. all to be a sports. part of all professional sports to be a part of it. And so um, I sent you that link because um, yeah. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, I had no idea when I started, when I first brought the, because we talked about the player coalition last week, right? Because we talked about Steve Kerr and Stan Van Gundy and Greg Popovich signing off on it, on the on this thing for legislation, right? right? And we just thought it was the NBA. Yes. Right. So when we had a yeah. meeting the other day, um, <clears throat> and we were discussing who's really right before we even knew about the NFL and not even just NFL, but all other sports joining in yeah. to this player coalition. That was um, what you, that was your uh, suggestion for the way yeah. that um, yeah. the, the NFL could affect change. 
Yep. And so to see it, but I think this is even a stronger, yeah. like, like to have it across the board in all sports. Oh yeah, this is this is all, an alliance. This is this is an alliance, and it is yeah. going to it, and it, so it is addressing one component that I talked about, which was the the policy changes and yeah. legislation. And so the players' coalition. So there was uh, I hate, I hate I didn't I didn't pull it up. The mm-hmm. senator, there was a senator who, mm-hmm. um, who introduced this bill on the sixth. That's how fast it's moving. Oh, wow. <laughs> on the 6th. And it's already received that many players signatures. from signatures from players mm-hmm. across the board, across professional sports, and those three coaches um, to be put into um, out there for a vote. Yes. And basically the legislation is to change the laws that allow for protection for for the police um, for police and other actually it, it goes beyond the police it protects um like i believe it protects i can't remember the 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 actual verbiage but it protects more than police but the point of this since because the police brutality is at the forefront right now it is mm-hmm. basically legislation that says um that they want to change the legislation that says that police are protected essentially from civil lawsuits and yes. um, and um, person and persecution for um, crimes against civilians. Yeah, yeah. So I love it. Let's go. It says they have about fourteen hundred player signatures. Yeah, in three in three four days. Mm-hmm. Four days. And I imagine if more of them knew, like that's the other thing. Like, if this is going to be something that is really across the board in all sports, I imagine the more of them that know, the more of them that will participate. Yeah, I agree. That more of them, they would have had way more way signatures more, right. if, if yeah. a lot of people knew. Like, if they mm-hmm. really had a great communication system for this, it would have been way more signatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little tired. I'm sorry. No, nah, no, nah, I don't know what's going on. That was like my third oh. time yawning. <laughs> oh, okay. like darn, we we boring today? No, no, nah, nah, oh. not at all. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. But yeah, but I thought that was that's really cool. So yeah. I hope that that gains a lot of traction, and I hope that people don't don't just for the moment in their emotion deal with it, but literally make this like a a real like this is this is something that we're going to continue to really build and make this could be the answer to what i'm saying right here yeah you know what i mean even though i still feel like the nfl needs something to deal with their in-house stuff but this could be the answer from a from a whole community standpoint right yeah Yeah. Mm mm-hmm so kudos to y'all i gotta find out who really like brought that to the table i think well let me see I need to find that out. Up. We come back to that. Yeah. Um, when we find it. Okay. But um, I was surprised. This, oh, I so I don't want to make that sound bad. Mm-hmm. Before we before we go to uh, the next topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was surprised to see that Tom Brady had signed it. Um, you know him and Drew Brees. 
Yeah. No, no he, 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 oh yeah, no, no. I listen, after all of the okay. Let me be <laughs> after all of the apologizing that Drew Brees did last week. You figured he better most certainly <laughs> believe that he was going to sign. Tom Brady. Oh. Um being the MAGA hat wearing man yeah. that he is, I was, you know, I didn't expect to see his name there. Right. Oh, guess what? Listen. Wow. Players Coalition was founded in 2007. Oh, didn't know that. By co-founders Anquan Bolden and Malcolm Jenkins. Wow. Well, look at that. It was NFL players who started it. Hello. <laughs> Man. Look at that. I love it. And it took all of this time for it to really get the amount of steam mm-hmm. behind it mm-hmm. that it needed. Mm-hmm. With all of the players, or not all of the players, excuse me, all of the black men and women who have succumbed to their interactions with the police over those years. Mm-hmm. I guess this was their homage to Colin Kaepernick. Kind yeah. of, you know what? They're going to take that away from us. We're going to do this. So yeah. kudos to them. Yeah. Good. I need to see I, I, the signature should be off the roof then because if this is mm-hmm. an NFL thing, then I'm sorry. Listen, yeah, oh yeah. Between the NFL that. and the NBA, mm-hmm. it should be everybody. Uh, listen, right. And everybody need to be a member of. It. Yes. All y'all. Mm-hmm. The, the Black, has... white. I don't care what color you are. You need to be a member. Right. The NFL. The. I mean, NBA has what roughly close to four hundred players. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about fifteen hundred NFL players, right? Yeah, it's fifteen. Uh huh. Yeah. So we need to see a lot more signatures. That's what I'm saying. It should be yeah. way more than. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Like yeah. real talk. That's because that's nineteen hundred right there. With just all of the black players on both teams, and see, I don't think it should just be about a black. It shouldn't be just because you're black that you want to mm-hmm. see. So, right, you get what I'm saying. So, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I love it. I love it. Keep pushing. Keep absolutely keep love pushing. It. All right, loving it. All right. Let's uh, move on to our mental health moment. Um, mm-hmm. This story right here of Miss Sarah True, Mrs. Sarah True, uh, was just very enlightening. Um, she starts the article talking about how at 13 or 14, um, she would get really bad anxiety from taking tests and mm-hmm. competition. Mm-hmm. She said that this anxiety led over into depression. She talks about mm. how anxiety and depression um, go hand in hand. And um, she, she said that was the genesis of it. That's when she first started feeling those, those feelings, that feeling, that feeling of anxiety. Um, and she even talked about when it got to, the, to its height or maybe mm-hmm. its lowest point for her. But when it got to its height, she... Uh, her and her husband are both runners. She's a triathlete. Her husband's a runner as well. He 
didn't make the Olympics in 2016 at Rio. Mm -hmm. And so she started to internalize that as if she had taken on all of the pressure, you know. To make it. To make it mm -hmm. and to be successful and to medal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, long story less long, she ends up cramping really bad and isn't able to finish. Mm. And so she started feeling, you know, those feelings of failure and that she let her family mm -hmm. down, that she let her country down. Mm. And she said this was the height of her anxiety and depression. Mm. Um, because just training would be, would, would provide a le level of anxiety in the competition because wow. she felt all of this intense um, wow. depression. Mm -hmm. And so um, she spoke about how right now she is feeling the best she's ever felt. Or at the time of this article, she's feel, she was feeling the best that she's ever felt um, because she went and sought help. And one of the good for her. One of the good quotes I, I, I took from her in um, this article, and let me not misquote her, so I'll, I'll pull it up. <laughs> um, she said, my advice to others struggling with mental illness is to realize that yes, it's abnormal, but it's also normal in the sense that it can happen to anyone. Get help. There you go. There you go. If you're an athlete, don't be afraid to alter your training. It's hard for a super driven person to dial back their workload, but if you're in the thick of a mood dis disorder, you probably should. It's no different mm. than shin splints or stress fracture. Make your coaches aware of what's going on. Mm. It's important for athletes to have a strong network in place. And I just thought I that was really it. good advice. Well, she she went all the way. I love it. Mm -hmm. Like everything she said is absolutely accurate. I yeah. love it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, it's a. I mean, you look at it just like you, that's right. In other words, she's saying look at it like an injury. It's an injury. It's like an I'm injury. I'm 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 dealing with something and I need to go deal with it. Not that I'll be gone forever. I just need to back away and long enough to get better, and then I'll be back. Yeah. yeah. And I I love that she made the distinction of abnormal and normal. Yeah. Like it's normal in the sense that we we all, you know what I'm saying, on some level. Um, right. Or anyone. Could deal with it. That's it's normalcy because it's not, it doesn't, it's not, <laughs> right. it's not a strange abnormal thing. It's, yes. it's, that's what makes it normal. You just right. feel abnormal, but it's right. not, yeah. And she, 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 you know, in the, you know, the first statement, she recognized that part. Like, it's abnormal right. in the sense that, like, you need to go get help. Don't, mm -hmm. th this isn't, you know, a regular thing. So, right. You have the option of going, get, going to get help, but know that you aren't doing this alone. You aren't the only person affected by this. I, you know what? I read, I don't know that I've read a percentage, but I know I read it. Um, I've been reading a lot of stuff, obviously. It's a lot of stuff out there on um, race and inequality and what's going on in the African-American community. And yeah. that was one of the um, things that struck me. And I've, I've said it for years, but I'm glad to know that, that people recognize it. Not that I thought I was the only one, but just that people recognize that one of the biggest issues that happens in our community is mental illness mm -hmm. that goes unchecked. Um, yeah. So many of us 
if nothing else, PTSD. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nothing else. I mean, as a race right now, honestly, I feel like most of us are experiencing PTSD right now. Mm -hmm. I know I, I cry at least once a day. Yeah. Cause I think about what's going on and I'm like, you know, good God, like, Oh, it's just so heavy and so hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's important, but luckily, mm -hmm. I mean, for me, and so I'm not preaching to the choir. I happen mm -hmm. to have a friend who's a therapist. Yeah. So I will reach out in a minute and be like, yo, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I Can I have a combo? Let's have a combo. <laughs> I, need I, need to, I need to set up my apartment. Uh -huh. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, shout out so, shout out to her for yes. telling Yes. I love her. Yes. I love her her honesty and transparency as well as her her take on it. It's really cool. Right. And that's one of the things that, that you know you and I thought of when we decided to do this segment was that. Mm-hmm. Let's normalize this. Let's normalize. For, the, for those of you who listen, you know, yeah. on a regular basis, we want to normalize the idea, especially of athletes, going to get help. And, we want and I to think more than a lot of normal, I mean, not normal people, <laughs> more than the average person, athletes probably need it more than, than right. with the things that the, you, just the, absolute pressure that they're under at all times mm -hmm. yeah yeah so again miss sarah true thank you for your story thank you for your bravery and transparency um, thank you for being and, true right <laughs> <laughs> look at you <laughs> oh, oh goodness yeah no that's um, cool yeah on to the real Y'all you know, gonna be fun. like, what, huh? Right. Like, uh, <laughs> this is who y'all chose. Um, but I on to the real spotlight for this week is Oh god. The big Aristotle. <laughs> the big cactus. Oh my goodness. So many names. Too yeah, many to call out. Many. Lord have mercy. Too many. He's Shaku. the big everything because he is the big not yeah. <laughs> Help us, not Shaq Oh my goodness. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And, you know, he could honestly be a great um, selection for a number of reasons. Um, the man is a, is a mogul. Yeah. <laughs> the man um, is a mogul. Let's be clear. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is a police officer in the city of Orlando. Mm -hmm. um, That's so crazy. I would be terrified. I'm just gonna tell you. Yeah. If I ain't know he was Shaquille, oh, and man. that bigger man walked right, up to me, who is coming to arrest me? Uh uh. I'm just gonna lay on else. down. I'm gonna lay on down. I'm I'm good. He ain't got to touch me. Let's go. Like yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Um, he uh is you know a part of the quartet on um is that TNT. TNT, TNT mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. NBA, the guys TNT. who discuss basketball with Charles, mm -hmm. Kenny, and Ernie. Yep. Um, and he does a lot of stuff behind the scenes as far as um, giving and yeah. being a philanthropist. But I think in uh, us choosing him, it was something that he did um, this past week 
that kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what happened? But How we does still this thought it was admirable. Absolutely. Now, if you all aren't familiar with Shaquille O'Neal's journey, um, he was he was drafted to the Orlando Magic um, from from LSU. This is part of why this is part of the story. Yeah, from LSU. He was from LSU. Mm-hmm. Drafted mm-hmm. to uh, Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, his time in Orlando ended because of ego mm-hmm. um, and dissension. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the LA Lakers where he teams mm-hmm. up with Kobe Bryant. They win three championships. Mm-hmm. And his time in LA is cut short because of ego and dissension. And then, you know, we go, he goes to Miami and then, uh, Phoenix mm-hmm. and then Cleveland, and, you know, career starts to take off. Yeah, it was, it was all, yeah. 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 <laughs> he transitions, you know, into, into the role where he is now. Not, right. not specifically in that role with Ernie, Charles, and Kenny, but into sports broadcasting. Right. Um, and so, <laughs> last week when everything went down with Drew Brees' statements on the flag and kneeling, and protesting. Um, Shaq said he reached out to some of the New Orleans Saints to tell them not to allow the outside world to bring dissension into their locker room Mm -hmm. because he allowed it on more than one occasion Mm -hmm. um, with first with Penny Hardaway and then with Kobe Bryant Mm -hmm. and they could have been a lot more successful than they were. Yeah. Um, and so, how, how did you feel about that? When you about, well, first of all, it caught me off guard because I'm like, wait, what's Shaq, huh? Right. But <laughs> <laughs> you don't play football, you play, you play, but uh-huh. anyway, you know, so the, the cross sports thing was first for me, like what? But what it said to me was, this is a man who's checked himself. Yeah. And introspected and grown up, quite yeah. frankly. Um, mm-hmm. And so what we're, we're, we're all charged with doing is, is taking our own experiences and being able to help somebody else make better decisions when they're in that same situation. Right. We're all charged with that. Mm-hmm. We don't go through the things, the trials, the tribulations we go through for us, we go through them for somebody else. Right. I say that all the time. Right. And so I love that he he took his own mistakes and his he he's owned up to them and mm-hmm. he's taken them and he's saying, let me help some other people not go through and do what I did. Right. And so for me, I'm really proud of that, that he yeah. took that stance. Because, and then the fact that, I mean, he's Shaquille, so it's a little different. But again, you played in the NBA. They could have easily have been like, dude, get out of here. You know, you don't know nothing about football culture. You play basketball. Like, you yeah. don't get this. And, and, but, but because he's Shaquille O'Neal, mm-hmm. I'm sure that carries weight, no pun intended, um, <laughs> with them. To say, well, well, Shaq saying this, you know, he he he's a champion. 
You know yeah. what I mean? This is a champion, and this is somebody right. who's successful. And 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 they and most of them are old enough to know some of the story. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To say, okay, yeah, we know he missed. I mean, some of them old enough to remember him telling Kobe to eat. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, all of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> either way. Um, oh, man, I forgot about that. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> That's one of the most horrific. I was like, did oh, he just man. say? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm like. Love oh, come on, Shaq. I was like, come <laughs> on, Shaq. Come on, bro. Oh, so, man. yeah. So, for him to be in that position and him to be able to um, put aside his own, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. his ego, essentially, to to do what we're supposed to do, which is help somebody else to be better. I appreciated it. Even, even and, and even from a black man standpoint, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you put down a whole bunch to be a, a pride, ego, all kinds of stuff. Not that you weren't, you're not full of pride, but you put down the bad pride, I guess is what right. I can say. Um, right. Because you could have been like, oh no, nah, that white boy on his own, you know? Right, yeah. But yeah, so me I appreciated too. it. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I appreciated it. That's I, your thoughts? Yeah. 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 Um. All right, feel good final thought. Yeah. All right. So, Mr. Karan Johnson. Yes. Oh, Lord have mercy. I can't even imagine. Listen, thank you, Jesus, that he's back on American soil. <laughs> yes. I can't even imagine. Um, what he was in Romania? Yes. Yeah. So um, he played basketball overseas, to give you the story. He played basketball overseas, and um, he's pretty much been stuck Yeah. for the past three months <laughs> that, in Romania. That has to been nerve-wracking. Absolutely. And, and the part that really makes this horrible is his wife, Gina, is now eight months pregnant. So she was five months pregnant at the time when he got stuck. Mm-hmm. So she was worried he wasn't going to make it back in time enough to even see the baby born. Man. Yeah. So he's in quarantine right now for mm-hmm. 14 days, which I'm okay because your feet on soil. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. if I'm her, I'm like, you here though. Like, yeah, right. He ain't going to be able to be I in there with her no way. So right. it's okay. <laughs> Like, really? But at least you'll be able to see your baby. I can take those 14 days. Oh, yeah. That's easy after three months. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Longer, really, because he was probably over there for some time before. Before the three months. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. And and just what I know of some of the players that I know who have played overseas, um, Mm -hmm. they go, they do it. Because it's the way for them to make a living um, mm-hmm. and do what they love. But most of the time, they're not really, like, in love with the place they're in. Right. And they're they just, just doing what they got to do. Until, yeah. yeah. I mean, most of the people don't speak English. So you you don't have a lot of people you can probably hang out with for the most part. And mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it's, it's, you know, finding somebody to cut your hair in a country where it's, 95% white. Like, what are you supposed to do with that? 
You're not in a country won't. where it's 95. <laughs> <laughs> so that is For not those the of point. You who are <laughs> listening uh, uh, through the audio, yeah, um, on Spotify or Apple, uh, you you probably didn't see what I just. I mean, well, you didn't see what I just. did. You didn't see. I was pointing at my hair in my face because this is exactly what I would look like if I was over there. <laughs> nothing would be done or touched until I made it back to the States. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so, but I'm glad he's back home. That was yeah. awesome. Like, yeah, that was that, awesome. That, hate that you had to get stuck over there, but the fact yeah. that, you know, you were able to make it back and you were made, able to make it back in time for the birth of your child, like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hyped about like, that for you. Yes, thank you, God. Yes. Yeah. And the only reason he got to come back, that's the crazy thing. Like, they made a, it had to be a viral, like, almost a viral uh, uproar. Yeah. That got, that made them let him come back. Why why folks can't just do the right thing? Do right. Integrity. Where is integrity? Integrity doesn't exist anymore Mm. until you got to be exposed. Then you expose. So it's not integrity anymore. It's just shame. Like, just do the right thing. Exactly. Good grief. Okay, I'm sorry. <clears throat> well, yeah, salute to you, sir, Mr. Karan yeah, Johnson. Glad you're back. Yeah. Welcome home, sir. Yes. Unfortunately, to this place, this, <laughs> in this absolute <laughs> chaos right, right now. from your family, you might have wanted to stay over in Romania. Hey, can, I, can I send for them? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, real talk. But right. yeah, nah. I'm sure he'd take this over that. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. Show picks. Show pick. What you got this week? All right. So first one is a Netflix show called Blood and Water. Okay. Yes. Um, it's in the top ten. It might still be in the top ten. Um, it's a series. Um, it's high school students. It's absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's absolutely bonkers. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say because I don't want to give away too much of the story. But it's yeah. it's a it's an intricate mystery um about high school students and how they um respond to one another's pain and situations it is and so it's dual stories going on at once basically yeah yeah so there's the the high school students and their pain and then there's a a mystery about a potential um family match that is also going on so it's really if you if you like things that you just can't figure out like I like I like a show where I can't figure out what the heck is going on yeah like I can't see it 10 miles away before it gets there and I absolutely Uh, (laughs) with this show I I was like every every episode I'm like I don't I don't I don't know that's what power turned into really yeah Okay. Everything just became so not only predictable, but just for lack of a better term, stupid. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, Fifty. Well, well. so yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so Blood and Water is one of those shows. Like, I know it's about high schoolers, and I know it's all, it's also subtitled because they're uh, speaking Spanish, but it's really well i think it's spanish a really good um really good show it was really good i don't know everything i've watched lately has just been something that i've had to read subtitles for i don't know what it's about 
<laughs> Every show I've watched has been like nothing. So anyway, um, so Blood and Water is one. The other one, uh, speaking of Spanish, um, Queen of the South. Mm-hmm. Queen of the South. Listen, let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. Get you some, get you some, some time on your hands and go watch this. <laughs> you know, I, I likes me a good drug show. This was some, this some good, this a good old drug gangster right here. Okay, uh-huh. some some Mexican cartel gangster mm. stuff right here. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I loved it. It was, it's amazing. Um, I started watching it. I told you I started watching it, and it's when it was originally on USA. Right. But now it's a Netflix show. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they kind of switched it up a little bit um, for season four, which is, I think, when I, when it started on Netflix. But, um, yeah, it's still good. Mm-hmm. Listen, just be prepared. Don't, don't, don't go faint of heart because you better be ready for some, some killing and spilling, okay? Yeah. It's, oh. it's good, though. <laughs> it's good, though. Um, and lastly hilarious so i'm looking at the notes right uh-huh that you sent yeah and i love that you spelled the word out correctly why um because it's spelled with an n not a g at the end overhauling is it you spelled it out overhauling overhauling <laughs> overhauling <laughs> listen i can assure you that autocorrect did that <laughs> I'm like overhauling. Oh, yeah, but <laughs> you know how I talk. <laughs> but um, the show Overhauling, which was one of my absolute favorites from back in the day, like it was on in the early 2000s. Um, it is back. <laughs> they got new episodes of Overhauling, and um, so I'm uber excited. Chip Foose is absolutely one of the um, premier car restorers in the world. Uh, Chip Foods has his own um, wheel line, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. Where's he located? So, uh, they're in California. Oh, okay. All right. He's in California. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of those places like in California or you hear about mm-hmm. in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Chip Foods yeah. is probably the the daddy of he was the uh, one of the originals especially for from a tv standpoint of um car restoration shows but yeah. he is yeah so yeah. needless to say i'm i'm a fan overhaul overhauling not overhauling 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right i only got one this week uh-huh. um so if I know myself as a youngin. I was a fan of Wu Tang. As a what? Um, as a youngin. Youngin. <laughs> as a youngin, I was a fan of Wu Tang. Uh-huh. Um, so when this Wu Tang Clan show aired, because I, I saw the documentary, 